Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast, a podcast that's about two random nerds trying to write their own little Doctor Who movie and, you know, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. My name's Connor. And I'm Harry. Hello. Hey. Um, so, as you listen to this episode, uh, the first episode of the new series of Doctor Who has already been broadcast. Yeah. Oh my god, that's true. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, hyped. Fully hyped. And how shocked are you that we we were the writers? No, that's not. <laughs> I'm just I'm I've got I have got high hopes for this season. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I've liked what yeah, I've but, seen. I've liked what I've seen because, so far because Chris Chibnall's last two seasons were so spectacular. Yeah, true. <laughs> I like I like the fact it's a a smaller serial six part thing. I think he's good with those kind of stories, ones that kind of overweave in a, in a set time frame. Like like with like I know it's completely different, but he had stuff like Broadchurch, which was eight episodes, one story, and it all broke up. When and I think when he went to Doctor Who and you gave him thirteen episodes, it might have gone a bit shit. The, the fir- his first season was that wasn't was it thirteen episodes? No, sorry, it was um, it was ten. Was ten? It? I, th- I think both of them have been ten. And obviously the specials as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What season is this? Thirteen. Okay, so his first season was season eleven. Yeah. A shorter run. It was ten. Yeah, ten episodes. Was series twelve ten as well? I believe so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, ten episodes, eight stories. Because obviously there were two parters. Oh yeah, of course. Because that was yeah, another yeah. thing about series eleven. It was it was all one one off episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm hoping going back, to, like I said, going back to his kind of serial format that he's done before will help the writing and obviously the show's done serial um series like this yeah. before anyway like with classic who so um yeah i'm really fingers crossed i'm really hoping it's... oh and he's he's written every episode as well yeah he's written every episode apart from episode four he's co-written with um yeah Ma- maxine alderton i think yeah oh sick i got it off the top of my head um yeah, and she did the haunt in a villa, Dio Diodati. I think that's how you say it. Which, to be fair, that was a good episode. And then they've got the the three specials next year. Yeah. And then our boy Russell T. God damn. Bring that hero back. God damn it. Oh, is Brad- Bradley Walsh coming back for the... I think he was spotted on set, yeah. Fair enough. For the... Century special, the um, Jody's last one. Yeah. Um, um, and then obviously after that, we we're getting uh, Russell T Davies back. I'm so excited. Imagine if he just comes back and is like, "Oh, we're just going to end the show with that with that next special." Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that's what they announced. Oh, we said series beyond, but um, that was just to kind of keep you happy. This is this is it now. Bye. As I. As an outsider person, I'd be like, that would be such a boring move. I'd be so happy with that move. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> it they would just be... showed up and was like, this is it. The end of the show. Here you, Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it would be a fucking... It would be a big step. I obviously would be devastated, but it would be a fucking absolute baller move. All my favourite shows have already ended. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first episode's called The Halloween <laughs> Apocalypse, and the second episode's called War of the Sontarans. So I think the second episode's got Sontarans in it. 
Might not, you don't know. It might not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, after that, who knows? Get it? Who knows? <laughs> yes, we get it. Aww. Fucking stupid fucking nerd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing like a bit of a recording insult. Um, do you know what's great about going to see going to the cinema to see a uh, uh, a film that was titled Part One when you start watching it? What is when you get home and they already green light the second one? <laughs> I tell you what, because um, obviously we're talking about if you obviously don't understand, um, we've both seen Dune at the time of recording. Connor saw it. I want to say yesterday Two or the day before. Ago. Two days ago. Two days ago, and I've literally just got home from seeing it. Um. Yeah, I was really nervous they wouldn't make because the thing with um, Denis Villeneuve especially is he makes amazing films, but they don't make a lot of money because no one sees them. Like Blade, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Well, the the way I mean, yeah, the way to look at it is more is um, Blade Runner was a big film that was like been has been was they were trying to make for for years. So by the time they finally made it, there weren't enough people interested in seeing a sequel. Yeah, and um, but his other films are more like he doesn't he wasn't making films that were meant to be like money makers. He was just making good films. No, of course, and Blade I mean, Runner was one that was they had a lot of expectations for it in the box office, and it just didn't live up to that. I do. I prefer it to the first one, personally. I mean, yeah, the first one's extremely dated, and it's hard to watch nowadays. I think, um, especially but, if you're younger. Yeah, so the thing with obviously this is obviously everyone wasn't sure if they were going to get a part two. So I went to the, I think we mentioned it on a previous um, episode. I got I got to see go to like this exclusive footage screening thing a couple of weeks back. Um, we saw the first ten minutes of the film and behind the scenes, and it was revealed it was called part one. And I've I've personally read the book. I read the book uh, during lockdown um, in twenty twenty. So I knew the book the book was split into. Um, and knowing where the first book ended and then the second book began, I was really hoping they were going to pick it up for a, for a second one. So as soon as they announced part two was officially green there, I was fucking buzzing. Because I know I saw your, um, uh, your how many stars you gave it, but the film is incredible. Just spectacular. Yeah, I can see why how it wouldn't be for everyone. Well, that's the, that's the thing. that I went with uh, Maddie, my girlfriend, and she's obviously never read the book. I say obviously. She's never read the book, sorry. Well, I've never read I I'd never read the book either. <laughs> and yeah, she she came out, she understood it, but she kind of had this feeling of, oh, it's it's made me feel like I should read the book maybe or I want to kind of read it a little bit more. Whereas I came out and went, Oh, I remember that bit from the book and it's exactly how I pictured it and all that kind of stuff. So I think I think that element plays into it as well. Yeah, maybe. But um yeah, just just so goddamn good. I was so happy. As always, the filmmaking was just top notch. Mhm. But yeah. Yeah. Silence. So, this this film isn't Dune. <laughs> no, it's not the one we're writing. No, it's not. That's a very um, good point. Yeah, it's probably not even worth comparing to Dune. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you never know. Could be better. Nah, it's not got that kind of story. No, it's not, is it? So after the, what was a lacklustre last episode with the um, with the the, bo- the the boring bits, the boring bit of introducing our companion, which we can always come back to once we've like you know 
figured out the flow of the rest of the film. Exactly. We're 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 plotting out the film now. It doesn't mean we're writing the script. The script comes later. But you have to. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is it's also like yeah. This is the point where it's like oh we just want to we're planning the beats out. Like we don't need to go in depth with the scenes. We might not need to do that at all really. But like that's hopefully we'll get to that point. Or we'll just show that we can't really write those kinds of scenes. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the thing about like last week's episode is as well, we have to we have to kind of have those bits because they they're part of the film. You can't go in and write a script about having those kind of beats. We needed yes, it was a bit lackluster in terms of what was going on, but we needed to actually figure it out. And that's the that's the writing process. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We- you can you can jump into like an action, not action, but like jump into like for example, we could have jumped straight to this museum trip bit. Um, and that's how we could introduce the character. And then again, that's something we could do in, in later at a later date anyway. So it depends on how we write this scene. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, you can introduce characters in scenes like this as well. I just wanted to try and maybe set a little, uh, make a little bit of a... Set up. set up the character a little bit better. Or a little bit of not... I don't know, I wouldn't say better, but you know what I mean. No, personally, I'm actually happy we did last week's kind of setup because I feel like going into it now we have a bit more of a kind of understanding of kind of what plot wise might have gone on before how we can apply it out from here a bit more about the character so I think it I think genuinely it, it's gonna help yeah 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 um so we last cut it off as like the the scene kind of end that last little sequence ends with um the character on their way to this museum trip. Yes. So what we could, what we would just cut, we could just cut to is just oh they're just walking up to like the group they're meeting for the museum trip. Yeah. So say for example, I, I can't remember if I said this last week. For some reason, I always picture the British Museum. I'm sure I said that last week. Um, yeah. But in the in the British Museum, for example, there's that the kind of you know when you first walk in, there's that big kind of central hall that goes that goes round. Yeah. I could imagine our, our kind of group, kind of the university students, slowly gathering in there, and our character kind of walking up, like you said, walking up to them to kind of uh, meet the group. You've got the doctor in, just kind of hovering as as one of the obviously lecturers. Yeah. Um, wait. So I'm just looking up museums at the moment. Uh, Natural History Museum is that which natural? Oh, okay, that is the London Natural History Museum. I'm thinking that's not the New York one, is it? That's a museum of natural history. Yeah. Fucking entrance to a natural history museum looks like Hogwarts. Oh, what the um the South Kensington staircase bit. Yeah. Well, it's they've closed that recently for like refurbishment and stuff. So you have to go around the the side entrance, like the science museum. So it's not as glamorous. But yeah, the front entrance (laughs) is when you first walk in, when you have the um the 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 big dinosaur and the the big staircase inside. It's, it's. I think it's, this a whale skeleton. I think. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, looking at it. Yeah, I thought dinosaur initially as well, but yeah, it looks like a whale skeleton. Yeah. No, no. You are right. Um. Yeah. To be fair, the British Museum's got a better aesthetic. Yeah, like I just, I just, I don't know why I always pictured. I think it's. This is gonna sound uh, a little corny, but um, I've been rewatching. Uh, Primeval a little bit, so I've only done series one so far. But there's an episode mm. I always remember from when I was a kid in series three, and it's set in the British Museum. Um, so whenever when we've been talking about this, I've always pictured that kind of um, aesthetic because I've seen it 
before when I was younger and it always kind of stuck with me. I think that's the only reason I'm saying it's yeah. that one. Yeah, maybe. I was, yeah, I mean, looking at pictures of both of their interiors, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it is, the British Museum is the more suitable one. Yeah, I agree. So um, now, now we need to figure out so I say figure out the characters are obviously going to enter the museum and be like, "Yo, where's my where's my class?" Yeah, walks up, walks up to. Do you want to do it so that they just kind of walks up and it kind of cuts to them starting to walk around, or should we do it so they walk up and they're the last ones to kind of arrive, which kind of might heighten the the the, the loneliness oh. and anxiety of it. Um, just a little a fun little scene. They could think they're the last one to arrive because they see the rest of their group together and like the teacher's just like, and she's like, "Uh." They, they. It's gonna be a woman at this point. We know it. We know. We know the companions are girl. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and they kind of look around and they're like, um, "Oh no, I'm the last one here." And the te- the teacher looks a bit like not happy, but and it, and they think it's because of them. But then like the doctor shows up, like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late." <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's more that, and it's more that the teacher's mad that the doctor was late because it's like you're meant to be working. Because that fits with that fits with the character as well. Because he's never he's not always on time. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that because it will also heighten the it will heighten the anxiety of um, our main character, and then it also puts our main character and the Doctor like in the same kind of area of the group kind of thing. Like they could maybe start walking with him towards the back. Oh yeah, it makes. I mean, it puts it puts like. The main character, the main character, and the Doctor kind of in the same position as well, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's also just a fun little gag. Yeah. <laughs> and it draws more attention to that character as well. Like, who is this character? Who is this going to be? Like, well, yeah, because this is the point where we want the audience to start to take notice of them. Mm-hmm. So, should we say as that obviously they obviously start walking around, and this is all to do with kind I've... of. Yeah, at the moment I'm just writing down the note of like yeah the class the rest of the class have already met up with the teacher, teacher not looking happy, companion thinks they're it's because they're late, fuck's sake because they're late so they're embarrassed, anxious. Then John Smith shows up. Here I am, John Smith. All like, <laughs> here I am. I'm a bit late, soz. Um, and that's why the teacher is annoyed. He 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 like he like maybe takes him to the side and he's like, you've got to show a bit more professionalism. <laughs> yeah. So like, you, even then, you don't even have to. Um see the conversation it could be more about like you could you could, sorry you could see it but not hear it you can kind of tell yeah it could be from the companion's point of view yeah and it could be just before like their tour guide comes and meets them as well because remember we have the point that there's a toy tour guide yeah 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 almost a toy guide speaking of speaking of toy guide just random tangent did you see the trailer for Lightyear? yes it's all right isn't it yeah it looks good it does look good I saw people getting confused. Like, what is this film? Isn't it supposed to be like it's the film that the Buzz Lightyear toys are based on? But yes, it, like, I saw Chris Evans put a tweet out saying this isn't about the toy. It's about in that world the human that the Buzz Lightyear toy then is, but like you said, based on. Yeah. Um, stylistically like this... as well, it looks fucking insane. 
I, I'm trying to... So, wait, it's it's about, like, the toy is based on a real person? Yeah, in that world. Cause I, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be, like, the toy is based on, like, this sci-fi movie or something. Like. See, see, that's what I always thought... I think that's what Toy Story was. I think Toy Story was... The, the toy was based on a TV series that they actually... The TV series kind of came after it, didn't it? Yeah. Like, because there's an episode... There's an episode. The film... for the, the There was a film at first before there was the TV show. Yeah. But then Chris Evans... was like... The Buzz Lightyear of Star Command film, um, and it's like it starts with like a, a Pixar animated scene of the toys like gathering together to watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that like series when I was <laughs> the film, especially. I remember really liking that film. Yeah, I remember liking that film as well. That's the show wasn't. The, the show wasn't amazing. I remember the film a lot more. I had the toys for it though. <laughs> Love that. Like I had the little, because they, they were like in a, it was like in a specific kind of style as well. So I had like the Buzz Lightyear, the oh, what was the name of the fucking robot? XR or something like that. Mate, no fucking idea. I had I had a Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it was XR. Sorry, I. <laughs> I had a Buzz Lightyear and a Woody. Oh yeah, I had those. Like, you know, I think I had a bigger XR as well that was like meant to be like like. Not remote control, but like it was a bigger version of it. Yeah. And I had like a little version that was like for like, you know, a little action figure set. But yeah. Oh, God. I miss my toys. <laughs> Sorry, Buzz Lightyear. Or Star Command. Toys. Because I think I had a, a Zerg as well. So I had, you know, I had Zerg. I had the villain. I'll always have the Toy Story 2 of him, me, and Buzz's father. I need to rewatch Toy Story 2, man. That's my favourite. See, yeah, I recognise this toy. There's a picture I just found on my... I recognise that. I didn't have, like, all of them. I had a few, though. Yeah. I mainly had... I think I had two buzzes for some reason. They, they, one had wings and one didn't. Nice. Um, Like, one had the wings out, one didn't. And then I had Zerg and then the little robot. Because I'm seeing the picture of the little robot now and being like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that toy. Uh, fine. Anyway, random, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, I did see the trial. I'm excited for it. Looks, yeah, looks, looks good. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's cold slightly. So that's yeah, the, that's the the doctor being late and the main character being late. Um, and then it's like, oh, now we've got to wait. And then the tour guard, tour guide, comes up and takes them up, takes them along. And then you can do like an elliptical cut to like them later or like somewhere else in the building. Like you don't have to Yeah, exactly. Point by point. But I think having the tour guide come up to be like, Oh, are you the group from so and so? Yeah. I think that makes more sense. Should we say that like like as as they're walking around the doctors being a little bit not shifty, maybe, but just a bit unusual. Like you can tell he's looking for something. Well, remember at this point he doesn't know why he's there. Like he doesn't he just think this is just his life at this point. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he could... There could be something weird. He could be off, maybe. Maybe distracted. Maybe... Hmm. Maybe he, as they walk around, he sees something or takes particular note of something that ends up kind of... Well, not, they're not also not going to be drawing any attention to him at this, this point, because this is... Um, we're going to draw attention to him more when, like, 
we're going to have that tour, the tour guide's going to be like, oh, this thing is from this period of time and was brought here, here, and this thing. And then the doctor's going to be like, actually, that's not true, you know? We were going to have him interrupt the tour guide and be like, I know more than you. That's true. And then true. that's how we kind of, then that's when a conversation between our characters starts. And that's one when focus is drawn to the doctor. As, as of this moment, we've only hinted at him having a bigger role, like in the tiniest way possible as well. Yeah, so maybe before that bit then, it should just cut to like like various kind of little scenes of them kind of walking around, being shown on the tour, some bored, some not. Our, char- our char- main character obviously is quite interested because as we saw in the lecture, she was writing everything down. So yeah, if- I thought, yeah, no, I'm thinking of something at the moment, which is, yeah, um, I can picture like, you know, it's the group walking around. I keep picturing kids because it's a museum, but I know they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. <laughs> Um, but you could have it like, yeah, like they're stopping it like a thing. You could, I think we could bring, maybe bring in like the rule of three or something like that. And we could have it that like the first time the tour guide shows them something, the doctor or John Smith as he is at the moment just scoffs. Maybe he's just like, huh. like, yep. cause he, he's like, huh, that doesn't. And then like, he's like standing at the back of the group, like, cause, and the main teacher's like towards the front, you know, you know, as you keep in control of the group. Yep. Um, and then you got like the main character is also towards the back because that's just who they are. But they're like they're actually like taking notes down as they're walking around. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, Second time, if we, we were smart, if we were very smart writers, we could have it that the notes she takes down, they take down, come into play later. Okay. Like, if we were, like, something that they've seen, like, the Doctor specifically, like, oh, something about this thing, and then uh, the companion remembers, oh, yeah, wait, I took that down in my, you know, that kind of thing. If it was, like, our character was an artist, like, they've drawn something. Well, not even that. <laughs> it could just be something about, um, something to do, we don't have to decide on this now, but it could be something to do with a specific time period that they end up in. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? We are, I mean, that's if we explore more time periods than what we've already said. No, 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 but even even the one that they, the main one, they get stuck in. Yeah, it could be something about the 1950s that help them. um, Obviously, we'll decide what they actually write down when we get to the 1950s stuff. We can say that she writes down, or they write down something to do with the 1950s that help them later on in the film, bringing that idea back up. When was, sorry, people ask, what is so special about the British Museum? (laughs) The British Museum is older than the USA. (laughs) Fair play. Fair enough. Um, founded in... I was, that's what I was actually about to say. When did it open? It opened in 1759. Holy shit. 17 years before the Declaration of Independence. Fuck me. Didn't know it was so, that So, I mean, America was a place, but it wasn't the United States of America. Right, okay. It was still, you know, under British rule. That's still fucking mad. No, no, that is. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I never... I thought it would have been like... The nine, like late, like fifties, forties, or something. I never thought it'd be the seventeen hundreds. I love that it's such a it's such an American question as well on Google. What is so special about the British Museum? The first answer: the British Museum is older than the USA. Amazing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, that's genuinely that's genuinely shocked me a little bit. Yeah, I mean that is that is odd. Um, I'm trying to think now, like... I, I was s- going to f- say something, but it doesn't work, because we already have the TARDIS at that time. Yeah, I would say, if we just, for now, say it's something to do with the 1950s, I was going to say more of a kind of... Again, it will have to be when we get to it later, but it'll be more of a kind of, like, location? 
kind of thing. Like maybe yeah. they it it helps them go and find something. If that makes sure, sense. Yeah. Maybe we need to take a trip to the British Museum again. You know what? That actually isn't a bad idea. No, it isn't. <laughs> again, it's it's not a bad idea at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll organise it for the next couple of weeks. That might that when it comes to actually writing the script, that will help a hell of a lot. So we're meeting up to see Eternals next Saturday. <laughs> we actually yeah. No, yeah, I'll look at times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could we could go and like drop into the British Museum. Well, it's not that far. The British Museum's in Holborn, and then we're going Leicester Square, so it's not it's not super no, far. I know it's, I know it's not. Everything's easy to get to in London. Um, no, yeah, we could, we could. We'll see, we'll see. But like, yeah, I think that's a good idea because then it gives us an idea of what maybe we can get some inspiration for what we're gonna do in terms of past stuff, and then maybe even specifically look for something nineteen fifties related. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. I like that because if we don't do it next week, yeah, we can do it in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Take a little, take a little podcast boys trip. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, main, main character's taking down loads of notes during the tour. Yeah, yeah sorry everyone, we're just organising a, a meet-up on the podcast. No, but, that's you know, pretty, that's, that is a good idea. But you though, know, like, it, I mean, it helps, doesn't it? It's gonna, idea, so it's, gonna, it's gonna help a lot, yeah. <laughs> Rather than writing, oh, they see something and then they go to something. It's like, and the Doctor says something. <laughs> The Doctor just says a random it word. It helps us be like, oh yeah, the Doctor specifically... Sorry, I've written taking down loads of notes and it's trying to convert it to downloads because it should be down lots of notes. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair play. My bad writing. Um, anyway, yeah, it's taking down lots of notes during the tour. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, lots of notes during the tour. They can come into play later. Which is good writing. See, look, <laughs> smashing it as always. It's because this is an interesting scene. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Watch we'll us get to a boring scene like we just go, yeah, fuck it. They just oh, they, yeah. they walk nah, somewhere. Th- there's no boring. Th- there's no boring scenes left. Um. Uh, this is a really good film. That's why. Anyway, uh, they can come into play later. Um, so play in. Uh, use the rule of three, which is always fun. Use the rule of three. The look, John Smith is amused or surprised by three different things the tour guide says. And then the tour guide would get like pissed off and be like, have you got something to say, sir? Have you got something to say? Are you not entertained? <laughs> and asks if John Smith has something he would like to share with the group. <laughs> Not now, in those words, but you know. Now, as we've been saying all this, this is a quick, this is a quick like very, uh, detour, very very quickly. So, as we've been writing, you've been writing this down. If it sounds like I was a little bit off, my uh, girlfriend's dog just snuck into the room, and my girlfriend—I know she's gonna listen to this, which is why I'm throwing this in—snuck um, in like a ninja and had to fully drag her out because she refused to move. So, um, yeah, if you heard me giggling a little bit, it's because of that picture. Uh, Picture a dog just refuses to go. Like, no, the dog's like, I want to be on the fucking podcast. It's like that clip of that news guy from home when everyone just his kids just come into the room. No, it was it genuinely. It was like that. I had Maddie looking at me, just laughing and just like mouthing the word sorry as she was trying to like lift this dog and take her out of the room. It was it was truly outstanding. 
Also, big up, big up Microsoft Word for trying to change gets pissed off to angry. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> like, no, let let me write what I want to write. <laughs> Thank you for being considerate to the younger or uh, younger generation. Microsoft Word. I, Harry Young, appreciate you. <laughs> Have you seen that meme which is like in a job interview? Um, someone says, "How are you with using Microsoft Office?" And then someone go replying, "I excel." And they're like, "Was that an office pun?" Word. <laughs> spectacular every time I think of the word spectacular I just think of um, Merlin in, in Kingsman when all the heads blow up I have not oh yeah And he's like, I heard Merlin and I instantly shut off because I thought you were talking about the show Merlin oh no fuck <laughs> that the show was great but the ending was awful um, yeah no Kingsman where he's like fucking spectacular I always think of is it the master that says spectacular in a Doctor Who episode Yes, and yeah, he says it in um, uh, the end of time. I think is when he's doing the announcement about the White Point Star. I want to say, or it might be a little bit earlier in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I know someone uh, actually. One of the, it's one of the um, uh, Dungeons and Daddies people is a big Doctor Who fan, but they didn't like David Tennant's ending. Really? Yeah, they just thought it was like really. You know what? They, I... they thought it was a bit. They was. They thought it was a bit too ridiculous because it has like. I I see where they're coming from in their opinion, but I I still love it. It was like it's basically he goes on this victory lap, obviously, and he goes to see everybody, and they say it's kind of like Russell T Davies taking a victory lap. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And the thing is, and it's like, and it's but it's like, and it's like the doctor, you know, going to say goodbye and kind of coming to terms with the fact that he's going to die, and then right at the end, he's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know, know what I mean. What? It's kind of contradictory writing a little bit, but I mean, I love it still. Oh no, I love it as well. But that's not the first person I've heard to say that. I had this conversation with a friend the other day, and they said it for exactly the same reasons. And what I said to them is, is weirdly, um, I love David Tennant's final episodes. Um, I love all of that. I think maybe just a little bit more. I like Matt Smith's. I think it's quite underrated. I, I, my thing was. My my problem with I I I'm obviously I'm very critical of the Matt Smith uh, you know I'm the St- Stephen Moffat era of Doctor Who yeah 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 it it just lost me I didn't I don't I just couldn't get into it um but I was excited about seeing Matt Smith's ending and then when I watched it it just felt like nothing happened see that's what I felt at first as well but then re I remember rewatching it a while ago and I, I don't know what it was but it just it really got me a lot more than yeah. I thought it would I think it was more because it's it's more character drew it's not it's, it's very unlike who it's, it's quite well not not unlike who at all but it's, it's it was more character driven and when you i think because i watched all of matt smith's era in like a, and i've rewatched quite uh close together and then it mm. kind of shows because in 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 his doctor he's always been lack of patience and wants everything done now and this was an episode about him looking after a little town for hundreds of years because a, yeah. a little kid asked him for help, kind of thing, and I don't know, it was it was just really good. And then I know someone, like someone else was again the same person I was talking to this to, was like um, their favourite regeneration episode was um, Twice Upon a Time with Peter Capaldi, and they said not because again it's another episode where not a lot happens, like action wise or spectacle wise, but it's more of a character driven kind of centerpiece, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it really interesting. So yeah, but that's not that's not the first time I've heard someone say that about David Tennant's. But yeah, I I'm like you. I always, I'll always love David Tennant's like final episodes. Um, 
I love the thing is I I love David Tennant's regeneration episode, like his last episode, and I love my favorite of the all the post you know regeneration episodes are the first episode of each Doctor. My yeah. favorite is the Matt Smith one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the, I think Eleventh Hour was a fantastic episode. I think the Eleventh Hour is, in my personal opinion, the strongest um, Doctor Who opener out of all the series since it came back. But that's just that's just my opinion, obviously. I love Smith and Jones a lot. You see, I yeah, I love that. Will be a very close second with Rose third because I've always loved Smith and Jones. But then thinking about it. The eleventh hour has to sets up so much for this kind of new era, but then does it in such a kind of nice fairy taleish way, and it's just it's just a really strong episode. Yeah, because um, David Tennant's first episode, he's asleep for most of it. Yeah, yeah, Christmas Invasion. <laughs> but then when he's you know actually up and about, it's really good. But it's like for most of the episode, it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's because you you spend a lot of it waiting for. That's no. You know, um, slate on on Billy Piper because he does carry that episode, but it, it's very oh, much. No, yeah, a, no, the, that's, that's you are waiting about that era, of, but that era of Doctor Who as well is like Rose was the main character. Yeah, of course, and it's a love story more than anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it just also made me think because talking about like emotional. Um, have, how much of Parks and Recreation have you seen? Like none. I need to. I need to okay. probably watch it. You, you really do. I mean, because I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if saying this then is not. Not really a. Spo- it's not really a spoiler. I mean, the show's finished six years ago. So, but um, um, the character that really draws out the most emotion in Parks and Recreation. If any Parks and Recreation people who have seen all of it are, li- are listening and agree with me, you should let me know. Um, I think the most. The character that draws the most emotion out of any anything in the show is Ron Swanson because he never shows emotion. So when he slow shows the slightest bit of it, it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die! <laughs> like, oh shit, okay, fair play. Like only like there's a joke scene where um, one of the characters is leaving the show, and Ron just goes up to her and says, um, I- "I've enjoyed some of our time together," and then she just starts like bawling, like proper crying, like it's the most emotional thing anyone's ever said to her, and it's like it's true, like it's nice. Like that's not a moment I'm talking about specifically, but there are other moments later on, and it's just like, oh no, he's it's it's because of the kind of character he is. Yeah, that it's like when it gets to that point, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I like that though. I love Parks and Rec. It's such a good it's a free it's a really feel good show there's never a moment in that show where you're like you know where you feel really down yeah 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 yeah. it's like it's the most positive show i think anyone has ever produced <laughs> oh fucking hell big statement no cause i think it is because it's like it's just constant positivity and it's because of the main character really it was uh, leslie nope obviously plays by it played by um amy amy polar yeah um so and she she's just she's great. Like it's like you can't hate her. Yeah, it has been on my list for a while. The only thing with Parks and Rec is that first season is such a slog. So just get through it while doing something else, just so right. you get the main setup. Season two it really picks up. Right. Okay. Sweet. And season one's only six episodes, so that makes oh, it that's, easier. Yeah, that's fine then. So you can just blitz through that, and then season two, yeah, it just gets amazing. Okay. Like, and then it's just constant. Even the last season, which does a five-year time skip, something or something like that, and it's like. Even that, when I first watched that, I was like, that's a bit... I'm not a big fan of that. And then it's like, oh, it's great. <laughs> okay, sick. I think it's three years, not five years, but 
either way, yeah. You don't expect it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, another random tangent. Oh, we love random tangents, though. Random tangent. Keeps, Name my band. Keeps the flow alive. <laughs> um, let, let the spice flow. So Sorry. when are we getting a t-shirt with random tangent on it? <laughs> um, soon as someone's designs this one, to be fair. When are, you, when are you getting us mugs? I have started looking into it. Um, I just need to order it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to get us both one. Can we get a, get, get, a, get a mug with the logo on it? The podcast logo. Yeah. If anyone else and wants one, then... uh fucking do a Kickstarter. Yeah, maybe design us something to put on a mug. Thank you. Yes, design something for free. No, we'll just, we'll just do a Kickstarter for the logo and the mug. And it's like, if a certain amount of people order one, then we can start producing them. That is a very good idea. That's what TFS did with something recently that they made. I bought one and I got it. It's up top somewhere. There it is. Yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, we're at the point where John Smith's finally correcting the tour guide. Yeah. And he's going, well, actually. He's 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 spoken up. He's had a bit. Of, he's got a bit of beef with the tour guide, and he's like, "Look, mate." And and because we've set up that we're doing it for a rule of three, so it's going to be like he's going to be he's going to scoff at the first thing. He's going to like he's going to be like a bit like hmm, at a couple of things. When he's finally like asked to speak up, he should correct this tour guide on all three things, like as if he's remembered them all. Yeah, I like that. I like and that then, a lot. And then you could have like our main character just looking at him, looking down at their note at their notes and then just crossing out what they've written. <laughs> what if what if we we can kind of make it seem that the tour guide like our main character's not a big fan, like maybe they're a bit snobby or something, so when the doctor's correcting them on everything, you can cut to like to to our character's face she's kinda of like smirking a little bit and it kinda of gets her more intrigued. I I definitely want yeah, the main characters get some enjoyment out of it and maybe yeah. get a bit but I, I feel like what we can do, rather than have it that the main character shows that they don't really like the tour guide or make the tour guide a bit whatever. We could just make it the tour guide's very dull or something like that. Like, yeah. This is their job, they don't really enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um So it feels better when you get like John Smith, uh in our minds, played by David Tennant, you know, 100%. being a bit more upbeat about it. Yeah, it 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 definitely brightens the mood up a little bit. And then I I, I like the idea of our character, like I said a minute ago, of our character like looking at the Doctor, looking down at their notes, and you're just crossing out like the last few things they've written, and then writing quickly some more notes down. Yeah, because maybe maybe it could then cut. This might you could cut to our little throwaway scene. Um, it's only a small thing. That we'll probably talk about more when we're actually scripting it, but like, uh, where our characters like looking at some of the exhibits we've done, everyone else is kind of looking at the exhibits in the room they're in, and in the background you can just see the tour guide speaking to the doctor and writing notes. <laughs> it's a little throwaway, <laughs> like a little throwaway gag. The tour guide is learning from the doctor now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little, a little funny throwaway kind of. Oh, that's maybe. I, I. <laughs> I like that idea, but I like that idea more in something where we're not about to just make... We're about to make the Doctor, like, a main character now. Yeah. So he's not going to be in the background. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah in a in a different situation, yeah, like, in a, in a comedy film where, you know, that feels like it would fit a bit more. Yeah. I like that idea, though. It's one of those... I do like a little throwaway gag like that, where it's like something's going on in the background. You're like, oh, I didn't... You know, you didn't... Oh, I didn't see that the first time, kind of thing. Yeah, make sure you... Like, when you go back to watch it again. But I don't know if it belongs in this, because of 
how we plan to take the, take the scene next. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you are right. Because we are just now just about to focus on him. You know, these people. We Or, I mean, a way we could do it mm-hmm. is... Um, I, f- I don't know if it fits in the film because it would be the tiniest little cutaway thing. We cut away to someone's watching... We don't know who it is, but someone's watching something through the, on the security cameras and like you hear a voice say, who's that man? Or something like that, pointing at the doctor on the screen. And that's where we see the, him talking to the tour guide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that... That, that's, you, could, you could have the gag in that scene then. But it's a bit more drawn attention to, but it's still there. Yeah, and then it, it fits with the kind of... more fits more with the flow of the film. And it's also hinting at we're about to reintroduce our character from the intro. Yeah. Which we are about, not about to do, but it's going to happen. We still need to get into his office and have the uh, main character steal the fob watch at this point. Yeah. Um, But this scene, so yeah, uh, tour guide, blah, blah, blah. He's corrected the tour guide. Main character crosses out some notes and writes some new ones. The tour continues, and main character will talk to doc- talk to doctor now. <laughs> doctor now, that's his name now. Doctor now. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that then we would jump into what we've already mentioned, but not obviously written out yet. Yeah, is yeah, um. This is where they meet, really. This is the first time they... Well, not where they meet, but this is the first time they really talk to each other properly. Yeah, the first proper conversation they have. But the main character will show... Interest. Surprise and interest in what John Smith had said. And mention something like... What is it? How do we have it done before? Is it like uh, they'll say... Oh, I didn't know that, and the doctor goes, "Neither did I." Or like, "Oh, I didn't know about," or something like that. Or, "How do you know that?" And the, doc- and the doctor's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know really. I just, just do." Oh, I think both work, but I think the first one's more. I don't know. I prefer the first one. Yeah. Because it could, it could also give an idea of like the character, and the, I mean, I don't. It's just a random little detail for the character. The character could say, oh, "I've done a lot of reading about that topic, and I'd never heard that before." Yeah. Because it shows yeah. it shows a bit more about the character as well. Before and John Smith will retort by saying, "Yeah, neither did I, mate." <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. My name is Cork going to start a revolution. But I didn't print enough pamphlets. The revolution has begun. The revolution has begun. Do you want to join the revolution? No, my favourite New Zealander line ever is, get him dead, get him. (laughs) Fire! (laughs) Fire! (laughs) 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 I love Attack of the Clones. (sighs) Don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and... Everywhere. Actually, have you? Do you know? I, I saw something that was like a reading on that scene, and what Anakin is really saying there. Right. 
Padme is talking about how, oh, we used to do this shit in the summer. You know, we used to have really radical summers where we would just go and swim to this island and lay on the beach. And Anakin's like, yeah, I grew up in slavery. Yeah. Like, that's basically, I mean, it's not explicit, but like I saw someone saying that that's what Anakin's trying to say there, but he just doesn't know how. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know how to really um, get that point across. That it's like, oh, I didn't really have an enjoyable childhood. I grew up, grew up around sand. So he's just expressing that he dislikes something that she's mentioned. So we've we've discussed the podcast. Attack of the Clones has got some very clever points. No, Attack of the Clones has. The thing is, George Lucas is a great filmmaker. He's just he he had too much freedom and he did too much stuff that maybe he should have been, you know, someone should have been there with like a little bit of a leash on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he was surrounded by too many yes men, and that's always been something that's mentioned about those films. But I feel like those the prequels are fantastic films. Yeah. When you really, if you really, if you love them enough to want to make them like fantastic in your head, like to find the details that actually make them really good. Yeah, I'll always love them. Yeah, no, me too. Now, like now, I went. I've been through a lot of phases where I was like, "Oh no, they're crap," because it was edgy to be like, "Oh yeah, they're crap," and now I'm just like, "Yeah." Then I went through that period of like, I just don't enjoy them anymore. Now I do because I'm like, I can see the good now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Fucking Attack of the Clones, though, has got so many great little moments in it that it's just held back by some of the more questionable ideas. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <coughs> you know, like the performances and stuff. <laughs> I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. And also that terrible fucking fight between Anakin and Dooku. Oh, fucking. Where it's just close ups. Yeah. <laughs> absolute dog shit it's like well, i get i get he's trying to do something visually doesn't it, work it, it's so dumb does not work and the editing is really poor in that little moment as well yeah and technically the editing wasn't even done by an editor it was done by ben burr and then what what oh ben burr edited those films um, but he was the sound designer amazing isn't isn't it as well when he gets his arm cut off and like Padme runs in, she runs in and kisses him in front of like just everyone. I don't know. It looks like it could be, but and you say everyone, it's Obi Wan and Yoda. Well, the main the main people he'd get in trouble with. I don't. I don't. It looks like, but I feel like it's more, you know, just an affectionate. Oh, I'm holding. He's hold. She's holding his face. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe. Being like, oh, I'm worried about this person. I, they, I think in that scene, she's not dumb enough to be like, I'm going to go and snog this Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. So, I, but it, And it is quite far away. So, I mean, it could be. I don't know. But I don't think it is. I feel like, yeah. We'll never know. Ever. I mean, we could just watch the scene no, really no. closely. And no, see. no. We'll never know. Um so, yeah, we're at that point now where uh, John Smith's like, yeah, neither did I, blah, blah, blah. And then this is how we kind of introduce the characters. Um, so we can have it by our main character saying their name, which we obviously haven't determined yet. Yeah, we should decide that at some point later on. <clears throat> Go with something unisex, like Alex. Yeah, sorted. <laughs> we'll say that's a working name, but for now, and it's, name. and it's also inspired by uh, a previous Doctor Who, like an, an actress who's been in Doctor Who, Alex Kingston. Yep, yep, I like that. Sweet. So be like, yeah. That was easy. Inspired by, uh, yeah, inspired by names of people who've been involved with Doctor Who in the past. So, let's call them Alex for now, then. Yeah. 
We finally got a name. We can always change. But Alex is unisex, so it works. Exactly. Even though, even though we know for a fact the companion will be a female. We don't know that. I've already said that I would. I would if it was me making this film properly. I would leave it up until casting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like, I would get to the point where it's like, it's whoever has the most chemistry with whoever's playing the Doctor. Yeah. Like, that's what I need. That's what I'd do. There'd be screen tests. There'd be all the, the tests! Um, yeah, and then this is also the introductory scene for John Smith and Alex, properly, like, getting to meet each other. Yeah, we get we get a bit more of what the Doctor's like in this scene. Like, up close and personal kind of thing. <laughs> It only took us seven episodes of planning to give our main character a name. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, you know... Rather than just companion or the main character. <laughs> we can actually call call them by their name. Which is a name. John. <laughs> I mean, Alex. <laughs> um, I'm proud of us. Yeah. So we've got Dave Ross <laughs> Davro- and Davros. Dave Ross and Davros. <laughs> The Doctor Alex slash John Smith and, and Alex. Um, and and I've, I've, just, I've decided the uh, tour guide I'm going to call... Um, hmm, no, I don't like the name. I, just, well, I do like the name. Hmm. Uh, Steve. Or Kurt. No. <laughs> Steve or Kurt. Nah, his name's Arthur Piper. Arthur Piper? Yeah, right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the teacher's name? Mr. Why is the teacher a man? <laughs> Why can't the teacher be a woman? Fuck. Alright, her name is Anne... Uh... Anne Solace. Where's that, where's that come from? I'm looking at the DVD case for Quantum of Solace. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm using names of previous Doctor Who involved people. And uh, okay, Billy Solace. Oh no, I've I've gone with Karen. Right, fair. The teacher's such a Karen. Teacher's such a fucking Karen. No offense to nice Karens out there. Have you having a nice? I can't time? even think of a last name now that I want to go with. Like I'm trying to think of something a bit more out there. And... Um, Glade. What? Glade? No. Repeat it. G-L-A-D-E. Oh, like the air freshener? Yeah, I'm looking at that. Is I mean, that really what you... I mean, it's out there, no? No, I meant out there as in from... Do- I want to get inspired from somebody involved in Doctor Who. Oh, fuck. Right. Um, but, like, I'm trying to think... I don't know enough people. Wait, uh, wait no, I'm trying to think of someone's name. Do Ford. Or Anne Ford. Because the person who um, played Susan... The original companion. Her name was Carol Ann Ford. I'm just going to go Karen Ford. Do you? I'm just going to go with Karen Ford, I just said. Oh, I thought you said you know someone called Karen Ford. No, no. Karen Ford, Arthur Piper, Davros, the Doctor. Alex. Alex needs a last name, but we don't need to do that now. No, not right now. Um. Uh, But yeah, I feel like... We don't really need to jump into what we're going to do with where where it goes next. I do want to have... I think next it should be a cutaway. 
Yep. To a security room. Yes. And someone go in. Oi, there, who's that? Who's that? Who's that bitch? Who's that motherfucker? Who's that man there? Zoom in. <laughs> no. Um, security guard just turns around and goes, your dad. Or it could be the guy saying to saying, keep an eye on that man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, prefer, I think that's a bit more... That just sounds better, I think. Yeah. Because rather than asking the security guard, who's that? And, the and they go, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just doing my job. I don't fucking know, do I? I just came here from a nine to five. <laughs> um, on on the screen, we see the doctor giving some pointers to the tour guide. Yep. Question. Alex, mm-hmm. have they eaten yeah. on the train on the way here? Are they are they well fed currently? Are you asking? Are they hungry? <laughs> Yeah, so I just want to know because uh, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking personally that you know on their way they might have had like a sausage roll or a sausage baguette or something Why on is the that train important? because I think our character because they're they're going to use a lot of energy with the running and I think they should you know they should make sure they've had a hearty breakfast. But is that important to the plot? No, it's just like I thought of that <laughs> and I wanted to I wanted to chip in. <laughs> Have chipped in. No, I know, but I was also I was also thinking this morning I went to a cafe and had a had a nice full English and I thought if Alex had that, they'd be they'd be feeling how I'm feeling right now. And you know what? That feeling's happy. Well, we already have determined that Alex is a very anxious person, so the likelihood of them eating before this trip is very low. Yeah. Well scrap that then. Like me, I don't eat before anything. Ever. He's never eaten. No, he has. What is consumption? What is consumption? He only cons- what is he only consumes what? knowledge. What is food? Don't don't forget we've already made the uh we've already said that whenever the podcast isn't recording you poof out don't of existence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. So yeah. when you're talking about going to the British Museum next week, I'm gonna be on my own. I'm just gonna be like walking around talking to myself. I'm gonna have to take, do anyway, I'm gonna have to take a microphone with me so you can appear. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, random. Anyway, <laughs> I'm now trying to see if we've made any notes about what we directly say next. Uh, what we directly do next. There it is. The doctor comes in like, oh, just the man I want to see. Oh yeah, we have that. And then this, we need to get. So the next thing that needs to happen is somewhere inside the uh the uh whatever it's called. It's called a museum. Yep. Correct. Um, We need the doctor to wander off, maybe, or need the companion to wander off. Um, we wanted to have, we wanted to set up. There's a restricted area. Do we want to have already done that, or do that now that the doctor and this companion know each other? The doctor um, and Alex know each other. Hmm. I think doing it after now that they know each other um, is better because then it it le- it would lead Alex to be more aware of the doctor's interest. Yeah, I agree. Um, so next we can I'll write just make a note to say that next time we'll be talking about the restricted area okay speaking of restricted areas I've been seeing so many fucking like Harry Potter memes on Facebook now that I'm just like I kind of want to reread the books (laughs) yeah I've been thinking of rereading the books actually I might just vandalise my books and just cover up J.K. Rowling's name 
everywhere, just so I don't know who wrote them. Yeah, do it. Fuck it. Because fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Have you seen, she's got that new book out, hasn't she, called The Christmas Pig? And I turned to Kyle earlier and said, that's what her friends call her at Christmas parties. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. Because she's a and, pig. And look, look, before anyone says anything. Not in turn, no, I'm not talking about her appearance or anything like that. I'm talking about. Oh, no, I didn't mean. I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, as much as we love Harry Potter, and I feel, I've had to explain this to people actually recently, we are more than allowed to like and love the world of Harry Potter and the world it, it kind of gave us, and not yeah. like the author for her uh, uh, phobic views. I can, I can, I can separate the uh, artist from, from the, the art. work. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we're doing. Thank you, and um, good night. No, I'm joking. We're still, we're, we're still doing this of, podcast. Like, that's like saying that. Like, oh, I'm never going to watch the first two Avengers films again just because they're directed by Joss Whedon. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. I think the first Avengers is a fantastic film, and I think the second one is underrated. Yeah, I really like the second one, but I don't like the guy that made them. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that guy. I've been rewatching Angel recently, and every time I see his name on screen, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. It's like collectively, all like Firefly fans have have now accepted they're absolutely never going to get a return. Yeah, no, it's kind of dead <laughs> in the water. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Joss Whedon's never going to come back. Yeah, no, it's kind of dead in the water. I mean, he, I mean, he might, but yeah, hope not. Let's hope. Yeah, hope not. But then again. Let's hope nobody else gets cancelled. I mean, not nobody else. <laughs> not even cancelled, because cancel culture not, doesn't really exist. Yeah. Well, we're dealt like, with... Loads of people have been talking about it recently. How cancel culture more exists for the people that... Like, cancel culture can make people more famous. Like... <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, yeah. Which is why people say it doesn't exist. Like, people can still come back. Yeah. And do, do And continue doing things. Or just get on with their lives in general. I don't know. Some people are obviously still working that have been uh, quote unquote cancelled. Yeah, unfortunately so. Like, um, I mean, she's not doing anything official, but what's her name? Uh, I can't even remember the actress's name now. Uh, played Cara Dune in. Um, G- uh, fucking. Gina Carano. That's the one. Yeah. Um. Hell, John Landis, the film director, mur- murdered three people on the set of The Twilight Zone, and he still works, I think. Shit, I didn't even know that. No, that's that. that have you not heard that story about The Twilight Zone? No. It's the helicopter accident where it decapitated two people and murdered another. Holy shit. Two of the people were uh, children. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Yep. Um, and that was back in... That was that film still got released and stuff like that. It was back in the day. Um, well, it's like the crow, isn't it? Back in the day, I think it was in the eighties. Um, but, but, um, yeah, it, the film it was because of health and safety concerns. Like, apparently, no one was taking. He was he specifically also wasn't taking it seriously. He was like, oh no, everything's fine, everything's fine. Just go ahead, shoot the scene. And a helicopter, uh, I think it hit power lines or something like that, and went out of control. And yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, um, it was because Twilight Zone was a film that had loads of different segments directed by different directors. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because like Steven Spielberg directed the segment, yeah, um, and then John Landis, whose son, who's his son's been cancelled, Max Landis. Yep, he Did... wrote um, Chronicle. Yeah, didn't yeah didn't he do the Dirk agency show thing? Is that Max Landis? I thought it was. He wrote. Um, I think he wrote Bright. 
Oh yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Because he tweeted that it was going to be his Star Wars. Look how that worked out. Yeah. No, he did do. Yeah, he was the writer and executive producer. But that was they were based on novels by Douglas Adams. Yeah. The Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. So he didn't. He made the show, but they're based on books. Oh, okay. Oh, and he's still technically working. He made a crap film called Shadow in the Cloud. Boo. Um. Oh, it was rewritten by somebody though. Good. They're making a, a sequel to um, Chronicle now, actually. I think. Yeah, I heard about that. In August 2021, a female-led sequel was officially announced by producer John Davis. Huh. Fair enough. I wonder. It's weird though. Is it, so? How does a sequel work? Which a soft sequel? I don't know. Well, it's a female-led sequel. Like, uh, I mean, it could be, but it's like. What, they're just going to be a bunch of girls doing the exact same thing that was done in the first one? Yeah, probably. Or is it going to actually follow one, even though two of the three main characters in... Spoilers for Chronicle, two of the three main characters are dead. I don't know. It'd probably just be same title, but different story. Maybe. It's funny that... Have you seen Chronicle? Nah. Oh, you should. It's good. Yeah, I do have it, I think. It's the only good Josh Trank film. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I love I love Chronicle. Um, it's funny how the only it's just spoilers for Chronicle still again, but the only survivor in that film um, of the main three is somebody who I don't even remember the actor's name. Um, because the main three are Dane DeHaan, Michael B. Jordan, and some other guy. Oh, fair play, fair play to him. Alex Russell. Alex Russell is the actor's name. Never heard of him. He has done like nothing since. Like he has done things, but nothing, you know, big. Worth watching. Yeah. By the looks of it. No offence to him, but, you know. No, you've offended him now. He's not made any good things. Um, but yeah. I was about. I was also going to tangent not off into a topic when I was talking about the Twilight Zone thing, but I don't know if it's... Is it worth mentioning? Uh, yeah, if you want the, to. Fuck it, why not? The, the Alec Baldwin stuff. Oh, um... Yes, it. I mean, what else can you say apart from the fact it's devastating? Like, it's it's. I mean, obviously, to everyone listening, I'm sure everyone agrees, it's um, heartbreaking that it happened. Thoughts and prayers and love to the family of of, of uh, Helena and those affected. But um, yeah, I saw it when I saw it in the news. It was just, uh, it was devastating and also infuriating. Because of there, there should never have been live rounds on that set. Do you know what I mean? Like they should do hands down. They no, sh- shouldn't be on film sets, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad, very sad. Yeah, no, it is. We should make just like a little bit happier. Um, you like the show. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to be like, oh, it's it's not really... I was going to make it seem like it was happy, and then obviously then I was going to drop the ball that it wasn't happy news. I was going to be like, you like the show Friends, right? Because the actor that played Gunther died. Oh, fuck's sake. Which is sad. Yeah, that was quite... Yeah, that was that was also quite... It's been quite a... Yeah, it's been quite a lot this week. Yeah, um, I don't know. Good news, good news. Um, there might be a Spider-Man trailer soon. There probably won't be, but... The film comes out soon. I don't care about another trailer. Right, okay. More news. Um... <laughs> um, 
Doctor the, the Conservatives seem to be happy about something recently. Nah, fuck them. Um, Doctor Who's back on <laughs> Sunday. I think we should settle with that. But the Conservatives? Fuck the Tories. But you're white, Harry. They don't affect you. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Fuck the Tories. I said what I said. Don't come after me. How can you say that, Harry, when you voted Tory in the last election? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. No, I didn't. Oh, that infuriates me. Hey, I didn't vote for the party I wanted to vote for, but... Fair. Fair. We, we move. We move on very, very quickly and swiftly. Speaking of political stuff, I have been thinking about signing up to the Liberal Democrats recently. Really? Yeah, I could. I was looking at their policies and stuff like that, and I'm just like, I do, I do agree with a lot of what they want to do, and they they need all the support they can get. I mean, yeah, fair play. And I've I've always thought about how I I'd love to I'd love if I I love I would have loved to have got more into politics when I was younger because I know I would have I would know I would have followed it more and more as I got older. Yeah. Um. Just because I'd like to know what I can actually do, because I know I could be doing more to help make a difference. Yeah, for sure. For, and I have a lot of like opinions, obviously, about how the country's run now. But I don't know if I'm actually founded in my opinions in terms of if I have if I have any of the knowledge to back it up. Yeah, oh, Bojo, what a what a guy. I mean, I can I can collectively. Agree. I think we can collectively agree that the Conservatives are the are awful for this country, and they're just not going to lead us in any positive direction. Oh yeah, they're 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 leading us down the shitter. To be fair. Yeah, and if we were to have an election tomorrow and the Labour Party won, I don't think they would lead this country in any positive direction. That's my opinions on those two parties. I don't think either of them are fit to run the country. Yeah, it's a hard one. That's for sure. Let's let's all bec- I'm, let's all become liberals. <laughs> I mean, if you support Labour, you are kind of a liberal anyway. Mm. How do we get into politics? Because politics is great. I love politics. Fair play. I mean, politics is fascinating. That's why I wish I'd learned done, done more about it when I was younger. But yeah. Still been interested in film stuff like that as well, and I could have made more political films, but I don't know how to write politics. So. Do some reading and and kind of go into it now. Not now, as in on the podcast, but I mean in life. Nah, fair play. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. We've had a wild ride of a time. Um, I've I've loved it. I've gone a bit over again for no reason because we've went on a few tangents. Well, let's look. We we've kind of set out the next kind of little scene. We've made we've got a name for our main character. We kind of we kind of have a direction that we're going in, and we just also we just had quite a nice chat. Yeah, I think it was, we did some good work for the scene. It doesn't look like there's a lot of notes, but I feel like we did enough work for, on it. So yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, yeah, I think we've done I think we've done a pretty good job. And also, thinking of a name for the main character is quite a big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's not really. <laughs> no, I was just trying to make a sound better. We, name is just a name. We don't even have to name the other characters because we're probably never going to address them by their names. So. No, we, no, we need to address them by the names. No, we've got the names. Nah, it's pointless. Have it on a badge. It's fine. So, um, what are your plans this week? Anything interesting? Um, probably not. Fair, fair. Apart from seeing Eternals on Saturday. 
With me. Yeah. But obviously... Wow. Did you see also, this is obviously, obviously we've not seen the film yet, Marvel's lowest rated film. Yeah. That's maybe so. I mean, I'm going into it, obviously, with a with a clean head and fresh kind of set of eyes kind of thing. Um, I'm really hoping it's good. But I was, yeah, I was very shocked by that. It's probably just very polarising because everyone's gone in expecting a big bombastic Marvel movie and it's not that. I think yeah, I think they they were expecting because this is completely like its own thing in terms of um, no existing characters. It is a lot of setup and and kind of making this new path for the Marvel universe. And I think no one expected it, which is why everyone's got a bit. Oh, that's not what I wanted. And it's like, we, well, it, not everything is Avengers: Infinity War, right? No, of course. But yeah, no. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going into it. You know, knowing not little. I've seen bits and pieces of what people have been saying, but I'm going into it relatively. You know. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, I'm going to go into it blind. Yeah, we we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine it's terrible. No, I hope not. I mean, to be fair, we'll post our opinions um, on our social media handles, which you can go and find. Boom, segue. That yeah was fucking great. Wow. Um, so you can find us on all elements of social media. You can find us at Facebook, Rock Spock, and Two Smoking Microphones. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Two Smoking Microphones, and Twitter, Two Smoking Mics. You can also email the podcast at um, Two Smoking Microphones Pod at gmail.com. Send in your opinions. Where do you think the short story should go next? Have you seen uh, Dune or June, or whatever you want to fucking say it? Um, or Eternals? What did you think? Um, or if you just just have a nice little little thing you want to say on the show, don't forget to rate and review if you are on Apple Podcasts or on a podcast platform that lets you do that. That would be great. Um, you can find Connor at a certain Twitter profile he's going to mention as I stop speaking. That's uh, at ConnorJordan underscore 96. Beautiful, beautifully done there. And you can find me at um, Harry Young Edits on, on Twitter. I think, I think I've covered everything. Yeah, I just, I've just seen that something, somebody, some, something saying somebody is saying the film slips back into the Marvel's traditional formula. But I just saw a review that just said if the film had followed the formula, it'd be better. It's like what? So, what? Can <laughs> you uh, contradictory statements? Yeah, can you make up your fucking mind? I feel like. I don't know. This film was getting hate before it even came out, like before it was even coming out. Before people oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think people have gone into this film wanting to hate it for some reason. I think, yeah, I think some people have definitely review bombed it. Well, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna t- turn around and say that it's like like what DC fans like when every time a Marvel movie gets good reviews, they're like, oh, they've been bought out by Disney. I'm not gonna turn around and be like, oh, they deli- reviewers are deliberately giving it bad reviews. Like, but. Because I'm usually, most of the time, I end up on the side of the critics, so... Yeah. Just hoping I won't be. Yeah, time. no, same. I've got I've got high hopes for it, and I'm... Yeah, fingers crossed. I, re- I really want it to... I really want to come out enjoying it. But it's like when Rise of Skywalker started getting bad reviews, and I was like, oh, I hope it's not as bad as people are saying, and then, then it was terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was... Yeah. So, we'll see. Woohoo! We'll you remember that little Baba Fruk? Babu Frick was the only good thing in that film. Yeah. Hey! 
Yeah. I still haven't seen it since I last saw it in a cinema, and that's coming up on, what, three years? Two years? I watched it... Two years. Yeah, I watched it once at the start of lockdown, and even then I turned off like three quarters of the way through. But you liked it, Harry. I liked it on first watch, yeah, but I've never gone back to it. Because <laughs> I think I liked it coming out of it just because it was a Star Wars film. We went to like, the BFR IMAX and stuff. I think I liked the experience of going to watch a Star Wars film. But then thinking about the actual film, I was like, oh, that's 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 not good. I, st- I still remember when we saw it, I was like, it. I was disappointed when, I, when we saw it. But I was like, I think it's still okay as a film. It's still serviceable. Yeah. And... Um, of the three of us, Harvey had the lowest opinion at that time, and then the next by the next time we ever we got a chance to talk about it, I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Harvey, I hate that film now." <laughs> yeah, he's it? like, "It's not that bad." I'm like, "Oh, you're okay." So now I'm the one with the least the lowest opinion of it. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't he end up liking it a little bit? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't stand that film now. Like, <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> but it, I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on me in the years. Like Star Wars does. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, hopefully, it won't. I will but watch hopefully. it again at some point, but like only once. I've like when I'm getting to the end of my rewatch, obviously, and it's like oh, I have to watch episode nine now. I guess. Yeah, that's the only reason I'd rewatch it. I wouldn't just stick it on to stick it on. No. <sighs> Sad times. But yeah, that's the podcast. That's what we do. Uh, that's what we. Thanks for do. listening. And we'll uh, we'll see you. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. Or will we see you? You don't know. Well, we hope you'll hear us next week, barring any real life stuff. Uh, I mean, it's looking it's looking good so far. So let's keep the let's keep the positivity alive. Let's keep the trainer rolling. Choo choo. All right. Goodbye.